We're holding in the middle of the park. We're up to the words of Abiliezer Oimer. So I have it in the middle of Perk Nun Alf. It's very, it's a, it's a big schus that we have today. That's Asar Batevis. We're, we're mourning the beginning of the end of the destruction of the Vesemigdash. And it happens to be that today we have a lot of things that have to do with the discussion of the Vesemigdash. Things that talk about the Vesemigdash, as we'll see. As we remember, the beginning of the parak was talking about what's going to happen in the future when Mashiach comes. How's the world going to look? How's the world going to change? Different things that happen. When did we do the first parak? Uh, last week, when you weren't here. Uh, we you were did? in the hospital. I was? Oh, that's right. Uh, let's see, where are we? Mofit Shishi. Oh, different parak. Kamishin. Kamishin Well, it's right? Nun Aleph, yeah. No, so this here. is Nun. Yeah, this is Nun Aleph. So the beginning of this, so the, the parak is talking about things that are going to change and how things are going to be in the future when Mashiach comes. Last Lovey. So Madrash says, Rebeliezer Aimer, Rebeliezer says, Beis HaMikdash, Asid Lehaolois Ulihiz Chadish. The Beis HaMikdash is destined to come up and to be renewed. In the beginning of the parak, we spoke about different things that are going to be renewed. B'nai Yisrael is going to be renewed. The Shemaim Ba'aretz are going to be renewed. The heavens and the earth, the, the heavenly legions, the sun and the moon are going to be renewed. So here again, the Medrash says, what else is going to be renewed in the future? The base of Egdash. It's going to be, come, it's going to come up and it's going to be renewed. Maksevolov, what does it say about the base of Egdash? It says, Behold, it's going to make something new. Now it's going to grow. Don't you know about it? And the Medrash says, Its gates, its doors, the, the, the were, that were sunk into the ground, They are destined to come up, to arise, and be renewed. Each one in its place. Right? This is based on a Pasuk, in in the uh, in Echa that we say in Tishabov, Tovu Baaretz Shareha, its gates have been Tovu Baaretz. They were drowned into the into the ground. They they, they sunk into the ground. Tovu Baaretz Shareha. And we're saying in the future they're gonna come back up. The Shaila is there's a few Shailas over here, but Yomi Israel asks the Shaila. He says we said that the Beit Hamikdash is gonna come up. Right? Asid leheolis ulehis chadish. The Beit Hamikdash is destined to come up and to be renewed. So what does it mean that the Beit Hamikdash is destined to come up? The pasuk that we that we're talking about, the pasuk in Eicha, says Tovu Baaretz Sheorecha. Its gates were sunk into the ground. Fine. So the gates were sunk into the ground. The gates are going to come back up. But, with, but here the Medrash seems to be saying that the entire base of Migdash is going to come up from somewhere. So how, how do we understand that? So, Rebbe Yomi Yisra says that the Pshad is, he wants to say a vart that the Bukubalim teach us that when the base of Migdash was destroyed, so all the stones from the base of Migdash were scattered uh, on the, in all four corners of the world, it went all over the world, and every place where a stone from the base of Megiddo landed, there Hashem made it that it was destined that in that place uh, there's going to be a shul, there's going to be a base Knesset. 
So the Yom Yisra says that there's a Gemara Megillah on Daf Chavtes that says in the future Hashem is going to bring all the Bata Knasiyas and all the Bata Midrashas to Yishlaim. All the shuls and all the places where people learn, Hashem is going to bring it all to Yishlaim. Wait a minute. He's going to bring them to Yishlaim, but yeah. I thought he's going to also make the Roman houses uh, in, into. Well, I don't get it. He's going to bring the people or he's going to bring. The, 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 the physical Marco, buildings, Marco, it, it seems to say. So he says that, that that's what it means, that the Beis is going to come up. It means that the components of the Beis Migdash are going to come up and go to Yerushalayim. Because it's called coming up when you're going to a holier place. It's called coming up. So he says that's what it means over here, that the, the Beis Migdash is going to come up. Or we could say... we could Even though it's supposed to come down. Oh, oh. so that's the other question. The other question is, what do you mean it's supposed to come down? There's a famous... Uh, Avram Fried song, right? Um, bring, bring the house down, right? Bring the house down. What, what's, a, what's it based on? It's based on, it's based on a Rashi. Rashi in multiple places. Rashi in. Rashi in Masachas for Shoshana, Daf Lamed, Masachas Sukkah, Daf Memalaf, and the other Rishenim as well. Tesis in Sukkah and Tesis in Shvuas. Tesis in uh, Tesis Arash and Sukkah, the Ritva and Sukkah, Rabbeinu Avram and Ahar. So they all bring this idea that they all bring this idea that um, that the the Beis Hamikdash is already built. It's up in Shemaim, right? Lashdor. Aish. What? Star. What does that mean? Give you something to to to. A collateral. A collateral. Yeah. Okay. I never saw one of those. It's new. Yeah, it's a new hundred dollar bill. So, it's, 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 right? So Rashi says, no, Rashi says, it's built and it's already, you know, decorated, everything, and it's waiting to come down from Shemayim. That's what Rashi says about the third base of English. And other Rishayim as well, that the base of English is already built and it's waiting to come down from Shemayim. So that's what Avram Fried means, bring the house down, I mean, bring the base of English that's up in Shemayim, bring it down. Right? So our Medrash says, no, the base of English is going to come up. So what does it mean the Bessemigdash is going to come up? We, we, we understand the Bessemigdash is going to be coming down, not coming up, right? Mm. So another, another point is that really it's a mochlikis, how, how the third Bessemigdash is going to come about. We said Rashi and other Rishayim say that it's already built, it's up in Shemayim, and it's going to come down, right? The Rambam and, other, and, and people that go with Rambam, Meiri, I believe, goes with the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchah's Beis Bechira goes through halachas of building the Bessemigdash. So what does that mean he's going through halachas of building the Beis of According to Rashi, this Beis is already built in Shemayim and it's going to come down. So why is the Ramam saying that, no, these are the halachas, you're not allowed to build it at night, you know, who, who's supposed to build it, what are you allowed to you know, um, delay in order to build the Beis of if you, if you have to learn or build the Beis of English, which one is Deich which, right? The Ramam discussed all these halachas. What do you mean? You don't have to actually build it, it's going to come down from Shemayim, right? No. The Ramam, it seems understood that no, people are destined to build it. Mankind, the Jewish people, are going to build the third base of English themselves. Not that it's going to come down, right? People are going to have to build it themselves. So what you have here is the Machlikis, Ramam, and Rashi. Right? Is the base of English going to come from Shemaim or are people going to build the base of English? There's all kinds of different sources. I have a whole uh, essay that I wrote about this a while ago called The Building of the Third Holy Temple. I printed this in my booklet called Prophecies of the Oracle a few years about six years back. I actually wrote it in 2009 originally. But 
Actually, it was even before that possibly. Whatever. I, mean, are, I wrote this essay a, long t- a while ago. The Yeruchim official Perla once he in the he wrote a sefer called Sefer Mitzvah of Sadia So he asks, like, what's the source for this idea? The basement is already built. And he brings poss- different possible midrashim that might be the source for this idea. One of them happens to be is is basically what we had earlier in Paragimel way back when in Paragimel when Hashem was it says when Hashem was creating the world. So he, there are different things that Hashem already created before he created the world, and one of them is the Beis Hamikdash. Which is really it's a Gemara and Pesachim on the Daphne Nodalim, right? So, so Rehum Fischl wants to say that maybe that's the source for this idea that the Beis Hamikdash is already built. Because it could be that the Gemara is lavdafka, Daphne, means that he, Hashem wanted to build it. But the point is we have a Malchikas Rashi in the Rambam. Yeah. So there's lots of different um, approaches amongst the commentators to try to make Rashi and the Rambam. Uh, work with each other to make it that it's not a machlekes, so they're talking about different things. But really, it's it, it's it's all it's all going to be the same thing. There's different mahalchem and how to do that. One of the ideas, one of the ideas, is the, the, the say from Mikdash David from of David Rappaport, who was the the shiva and the same shiva as Rav Chanan Wasserman. He was also killed in the war. So Rav David Rappaport wants to say that. Really, the base of Mikdash itself is, in, is already built, it's in Shemaim, it's going to come down. But we have to build the Mizbeach. Right? Another point is that they, they, they want to say that Hashem already has the base of Mikdash up in Shemaim, and we're going to have to build, we're going to have to build the, do- the doors or something. There's going to be like one missing component that's going to have to be you know, built by, by humankind. That's the, the, the Maril Diskin says that. He brings a proof. We say in Davening, Hashem is going to show us this building and we'll be happy with it being fixed. When you're going to be happy when it's fixed. When you build the base of English, what's going to be fixed? It's not going to be fixed, it's going to be built. Why are we saying we're going to be happy when it's fixed? So that's what it means because there's a base of English that's already built in Shemayim it's going to come down and then we're going to fix it, add a few more uh, components that weren't there in the in the base of the Shemaim, and then Samchena Bissikunay. We'll fix it up, and we'll be we'll be happy with that fixing it up. All right, there's there's different approaches to the 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 Ramami Panu says. Um, yeah. The the Ramami Panu says. That the, idea, that the idea, what's going to happen is that what do we mean that, that, that the base of English is built up in Shemaim? It means that really people are going to do it. But, but Hashem is going to assist in some sort of miraculous way. And they, they point to a piece from Ramami Panu where he says that the, the gates of the original base of English that sunk in the ground, Hashem is going to miraculously make them come up. So that's what, so our badges are sort of talking about the, 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 the base of Migdash. Yeah, I, I don't know how it works so much with Rashi because Rashi says it's going to come down. But so that, that, that's more or less the whole discussion over here. Okay, whatever. Fine, that, 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 let's go right there. So the Medish brings the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, The gate of the inner courtyard which faces towards the east 
During the six days of work, its doors are closed. The gear says, Its doors, not Delosov. That's what Bicycle says. Its doors are closed. And on Shabbos, the doors open on their own. It says in the Pasuk, it's a Pasuk in Sefer Yechezkel, Parag Mem Vav. The gate of the inner courtyard that faces eastwards, Yiyasagur, it'll be closed. The six days of work. And on Shabbos, it's going to open, and on Rosh Chodesh, it's going to open. Right? The doors are going to open in the base of Middash on their own. The, the, this, this, this specific door, which. The, the partial understanding of what door we're talking about this is a picture of the Beis Hamikdash. Right? So this is where this is where the Ezra's Nashim, and this is where the, the Ezra's. You can't see it so clear over here, but this is the Ezra's Ezra's Yisrael, and then there's a spot that with the Ezra's Kayanim. Right. So between the Ezra's Yisrael and the Ezra's Kayanim is is Shar Nikonor. Ezra's Yisrael is over here Ezra's Kayanim is over here and this is Shar Nikonar and next to Shar Nikonar is, is another gate and that's the gate that we're talking about over here that's the idea over here this is Shar Nikonar and then next to it is this gate that we're talking about over here that during the six days of, of the weekdays it's going to be closed and on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh it will automatically open Yiposayach is the lashon of the pasuk. It'll, it'll open on its own, not yiftach, or you'll, you you will open, you shall open it. But yiposayach, it'll open on its own. So that is just like this. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, "B'Shabbosayis of the Chadashim on Shabbos and on Rosh Chodesh, how you Yisrael Oim Dim Sham." The Jews would stand over there. V'Rayinas had the Chadashim Niftachin Me'Aleihen, and they would see the doors opening on their own. V'Yoydin, and they would know. Now the next few lines. Are not do not appear in the Higer edition that's printed from Ksaviad. Rather, in the Higer edition, it says like this: Yoidim, they would know that the presence of Hashem is there. Shinamat says in the Pazak, Hashem Yisrael Ba. Hashem, the God of Israel, is, has come. And then Miyad and they would immediately bow and prostrate themselves in front of Hashem, in front of their God. Right? That's the Girsa that the Higra edition has. Hmm. Now, what? We don't have that at all. One second. So we have a whole, we have like a whole, fun, we have a whole story over here that that's not in that Ksaviyad. I guess this is some sort of thing that was added on later. What does it say? It says they would, they would, how you saw would stand there. They would see the doors opening on their own. and they would know they would know that Shabbos has arrived. And they would sanctify the Shabbos. And then afterwards the upper realms would sanctify the Shabbos. And so too on Rish Chodesh. The Jews would stand there. And they would see the doors opening on their own. And they would know that at that moment was the moilad of the Levana, of the new month. And they would sanctify the month. And then the upper realms would sanctify the month. 
Because the simon, the sign of the beginning of the Mailat of the Levana, is a special thing for Klai Yisrael that we mentioned before, that Klai Yisrael is especially uh, attached to the lunar calendar as opposed to the solar calendar, and Klai Yisrael, like the moon, will be renewed in the time of Mashiach. Right? And then it's and then sort of ends off in the same way that the other Medish ended off. And the other gears ended off. Then once they saw that the door would open on its own, they would know that the Shkin of Hashem is there. Right? And then it brings this other Pasuk, which is a little bit cryptic, but we'll speak about it in a moment. And then it says that they were, and they would all bow down. Okay. So there's a lot of like funny stuff that we just mentioned over here. What happened? On, they would see the doors opening, let's say on Shabbos, and they would see the doors open on its own, and they would know that Shabbos has come, and then they would sanctify the Shabbos, and then the upper realms would sanctify the Shabbos. So what, what happened? What, what, did that, what does that mean they would sanctify the Shabbos? Shabbos is something that you know, you'll, you'll, you know when the sun goes down, it's Shabbos. We have to sanctify the Shabbos. Let's talk about sanctifying the Shabbos. So the Radal wants to say that... Well, we have time. We don't have the sun. Uh, so the Radal also said that sanctifying the Shabbos either it means that the, when the door opened would be the exact split second that Shabbos really starts. So like we don't know when Shabbos really starts, right? Between Shkia and Tzitzit Kachavim is a, is what we call no man's land. Right? It's Benish Vashos. It's neither here nor there. Sometime between Shkia and Tzitzit Kachavim is the exact beginning of the night. We don't know when it is. So we're Machmer. We start Shabbos from Shkia, but technically Shabbos starts. Whenever the whenever the night starts, Tzitzit Kachavim is for sure already Shabbos, right? The moment after Shkia, we don't know if it's if it's Shabbos or it's not Shabbos anymore. So the Radal wants to say that those doors would open at the split moment that that's exactly you know astronomically exactly supposed to be Shabbos, but halachically we're already keeping Shabbos from beforehand. You have to know what that means. Mekadshim is the Shabbos. It was sanctified the Shabbos because not sanctifying the Shabbos necessarily. The other pshat the Radal says is that what was what, what did the opening of these gates signify? It signified that now is a time that it's good. It, now is a good time to do Tesefes Shabbos. That, that's the gate meant. The, yeah, the gate. Oh, the gates would automatically open. It was Arab Shabbos. Oh. Friday afternoon, it would say like, "Now's a good time for you to do Tesefes Shabbos." Mm. So that would be. I, I would assume that that means from like Plaga Mincha when you could. That's when you could be. You could accept Shabbos early from Plaga Mincha onwards. Like the gate would automatically open on Arab Shabbos at Plaga Mincha. That that's what it, what it would mean to be saying. And then it says that. On Rosh Chodesh, you know the gate, the, the, the gate would open, oh, the door would automatically open, and then they would know, oh, it's Rosh Chodesh, right? Oh, oh the Mailat happened, and, and it's Rosh Chodesh. So, and then it says, and they, and they would sanctify the month. So, what, what, what's happening over here? Well, they're sanctifying the month based on. You can ask the question in a few ways. First of all, we have we have a rule. here. The Torah is not in the heaven. You can't rely on a miracle. You can't rely on a sign from heaven. To, to, to decide halachic matters. Right? It has to be done through a certain halachic process, a certain methodology. You can't just take a miracle and say, oh, the door opens, so it must be that it's a new month. No, there, it has to be, there's some sort of calculation, some way of figuring it out. You can't just completely rely on, on a miracle. The only halacha that, that the basis of the halacha is on a miracle, and the Ramban in Parshish Nosei says, is the halacha of Saita. 
when a woman drinks a thing and her stomach is going to explode, that completely relies on a miracle. Right? But other, uh, every other halal cannot rely on a miracle. It doesn't rely on Shemayim. It relies on us, it relies on Beisden. So, so, what, so, what, so what's happening over here? Not Rebliomi Israel, but whoever wrote the the comments in his in in his thing, it's, it's written in parentheses. In Rebliomi Israel's commentary, someone wrote in, in parentheses that no, what, what it's talking about is that no, for sure, ba- first Basin would come and there would be Makadish the Chadish. They would sanctify the month. Then at the moment the Basin did it, so Shem would show that he agrees by opening the doors. To the base, by opening this door in the base of Mikdash, and then the masses who didn't yet know that Beisdin was Mekadeshit would see the sign through the doors because they didn't yet hear that Beisdin was Mekadesh the, 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 the month. That's, that's the Pshat that he wants to say. All of these ex- explanations to me are somewhat difficult to, to, to accept because it comes out that according to the Medrash, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about Shabbos. We're talking about Mekadesh as a Shabbos. What does it mean, Mekadesh as a Shabbos? So either it's saying, oh, it's a good time to do it, to a Shabbos, or it means like this is the exact split second that, you know, in Shabbat it's called Shabbos already. That, that, that's what we're talking about by Shabbos. And we're talking about, but Chodesh, we're talking about, you know, sanctifying the moon and actually creating the Metzius of, of the new month. Right? Or, or at least that that, that basin agreed, that Hashem's basin agrees to the earthly basin's creation of the new month. Yes, but there's only one problem. Yeah. When when uh, when Mashiach comes, the light of the moon will, will be restored back to its original size. So therefore, you'll have a problem with Kiddush Levana and with sanctifying the month, because the moon won't be getting bigger and smaller like it does now. So you won't have the. Yeah, I hear. It's a good. It's a good point. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that either. But but, but my, my my problem is that the, the Medrash uses the same words: mekadesh, is Shabbos, mekadesh is right? And we're sort of using it to mean two different things. By Shabbos, we mean except Shabbos early, or this is the exact split second that Shabbos starts. And by chaydesh, it means sanctifying the moon, meaning really making the new month. So like we're using the same word mekadesh to mean two different things. So I want to propose an idea that the manager is talking about something else. I want to propose the idea that the Medrash is talking about Kiddush in the colloquial sense, what we, you know, what we call Kiddush. You know, you go home Friday night and you take a cup of wine and you make a special bracha on it. We call that Kiddush. That's what our Medrash is talking about over here. We know there's such a thing as Kiddush on Shabbos. Right? So when it says Mikach and it's a Shabbos, so that's obviously, I would say it's talking about Kiddush on Shabbos. Also, what about, have a Kiddush. Or have a Kiddush, right? Rosh Chodesh, so we don't make Kiddush on Rosh Chodesh, right? But it's evident in the early sources, Mesecha Seifrim and in other places, it's evident that there used to be a minig in Eretz Yisrael in the time of in the time of the Tanaim, in the time of the Gemara, that they used to make Kiddush on Rosh Chodesh in the same way that we make Kiddush on Shabbos, with a cup, with wine, make a bracha, etc. Right? So I wanted to say that our Medrash over here, when it's talking about Mekadosh and Shachadosh, it's talking about the same thing as Mekadosh and Shabbos. Mekadosh and Shabbos means making Kiddush. Mekadosh and Shabbos also means making Kiddush on a cup of wine for, for a Shachadosh. And I, we, we, I think we mentioned this before in Parakta Zion, that the author of Pirkei de Beliezer is, is related to the Minig of Eretz Yisrael. 
we spoke about that over there. The, there was a sefer called Chiluki Dinim Bein Eretz Yisrael Bnei Maravel Bnei Bavel, and over there there were there were different things that are brought down in that sefer that are fit with what Pirkei de Beliezer says. In the, it ascribes certain customs to Bnei Marova, to the people of Eretz Yisrael that fit with what it says in Pirkei de Beliezer. So over here, we can say that Pirkei de Beliezer is like an Eretz Yisrael Dikam Madrish. And it's bringing this idea of making Kiddush on Rish Chodesh because it's reflecting that minig that they used to do in Eretz Yisrael. I think that's that, that's Pshan what we're talking about over And then it works out good because then it says Shabbos and Rish Chodesh is talking about the same type of Kiddush. But uh, then the, the Medrash brought another Pasuk. Yechezkel Mem Dalad Pasuk Beis. The Pasuk where it says Vayemer Eilai Hashem Hashar Azat I don't know why the manish is bringing this puzzle. This gate will be closed. It will never open. And a man who shall never pass through it. Because Hashem comes to that, that gate is special for Hashem and it, it should remain closed. The Mishnah, the Mishnah says that that Pasuk, Yechezka Mandalat, Pasuk Beis, is talking about this gate right over here. The gate between the Ulam and the Heichal, the southern gate, there's, there's the main gate, and then there's one small gate to the north, and one small gate to the south. So the, the Mishnah says that this small gate to the south, between the Ulam and the Heichal, that gate is what the Pasuk in Yechezka means, it, never, it should never be opened. Right? As opposed to the gate that we were talking about before, that's next to Shar Nikonor, which is be, 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 before, be, before the uh, between the Ezra Nashim and the Ezra Sisral. Right? That pasuk is called the Shar Hachaser Hapnimis. This one is called Shar Hachaser Hachitzaynis. What's the word? Shar So this is called. I don't know why. The one that's between the Ulam and the Heichal is called the Chitzoin, and the one between the Ezra's Nashim and the Ezra's Yisrael is called the Pnimi. The, you, you would think it should be the opposite, because this is more inside the base of Mikdash, and this is more outside. So why is this called the outside gate? This one's called the inside gate. I don't know. But the uh, is talking about two different sukkim, two different things. There's a gate that's never going to be opened, and then there's this gate that we were talking about before that's opened only in Shabbos and Rishchidosh. And for some reason, both the Marzua and the Radal sort of conflate these two psukim with each other probably because the Medrash brings this pasuk as well for some reason I can't figure out why and sort of is bothered by like how does that fit together if it's supposed to be closed then how does it open on Shabbos and Yom and then he says like maybe it means closed that no one's going to go through it but it'll open so that people can bow in front of it but I don't understand because we're talking about two different things so, so I, I'm, I'm not sure what, what exactly they're bothered by this is the way it was in the past, in the time of the second Beit Samish, that the gate would open on its own on Shabbos and Rish Chodesh. That's how it's going to be as well in the future. The people of the land will bow at the entrance to that gate. Right? So, so, so Yechezkel is saying that in the future as well, the, the, the gate is going to open 
only on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, and the rest of the time it's going to be closed. The Radal wants to say that no, we're not talking about the gate opening and closing. So for sure, the, the, the you know the gate would always remain closed because we're talking about the second pasuk that's talking about a gate that never opens. But what we mean here, Kenu Shabbar, Kenu is just referring to the fact that whenever there's a Giloy of the Shechina, whenever Hashem's presence reveals itself, makes itself evident, so then people bow down. So that was in the past and is in the future. It says it was in the past, meaning let's say in the time of Moshe Ben and the time of Eliyahu and Avi, where the fire would come down and, and take things, uh, burn up things on the base of Mikdash. So people would bow down and 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 and, and prostrate themselves in front of Hashem. So in the future it'll be the same thing, but it's not. This is not connected to the to the, what we were saying before about the gate opening and closing. Okay, that's what the Rambam says. Okay, Vaiter. Rabbianusan says. Now this is going back on what we spoke about. Um, okay, you could say it's going back on what we spoke about last week as well. That in the future we said last week we said that the Israel is going to be renewed in the future, and the heavens and earth are going to be renewed, and all the celestial bodies are going to be renewed. Right? Comes along Rabbi Yenison. Rabbi Yenison says, Siv. Doesn't it say the that there's nothing new under the sun? So how can it be that all these things are going to be renewed? There's nothing new. There's no such thing as new things. <laughs> so the manager says, Omar Lai, he said to him, who said to whom? So the, the way the Marzu says it, it's Rabbi Yehuda is saying this back to Rabbi Yenison. Rabbi Yehuda that we mentioned before, he's the one who said this whole thing about the, the gate opening on Sunday, on Shabbos and on Rosh Chodesh. So he was the one who was talking previously. So he's the one who's saying this as well. The Radal says, no, it's not supposed to say Omar Loi, it's supposed to say Ella. So it's Rabbi Yenison asking the question and answering the question himself. In the Higur edition, it has a different gear. It says, Omru Loi, they said to him, these anonymous rabbis, unnamed rabbis, said back to Rabbi Yenison, they answered him, Hatzadikim Nizchadshin Vuchobasehim. The righteous people, they're going to be renewed, they and their deeds are going to be renewed. But the wicked people, they, they, they're they're not going to be renewed. They're not going to have anything new. So he's ex- act, so what, what, we're, what we're basically resolve how we're basically resolving it is they're saying this puzzle is supposed to be meant like mamish literally. There's no renewing or there's no there's no new things under the sun. What does it mean under the sun? It means. As the Marzu explains, that the people who consider themselves under the sun, they consider themselves under the dominion of the sun, under the under the power of the sun, and they worship the sun, the Oiv Devayda Zara. So for them, there's nothing new. They're not going to be renewed in the time of Mashiach. There, there's nothing new. But for the tzaddikim, they will be renewed. They and their deeds will be renewed in the time of Mashiach. But now, from here to the end of the parak, the Medrash is going to be explicating a passage. In Sefer Yechezkel, in which Yechezkel has a prophecy about a river that's going to come forth from the base Hamikdash, and it's going to spread all over. Eretz, it's going to spread all over different places in Eretz Yisrael, and it's going to have sort of rejuvenating properties, like some sort of Lazarus pit. Lazarus pit. Oh. What's a Lazarus pit? It's some sort of mythological. Um, pit that like if you I think if you like died and you like go into Lazarus pit you come back to life 
Or if you're like really old and frail, like you go into the Lazarus pit and like you get rejuvenated. The fountain of youth type of... Where is this pit located? What? It's, it, no, it's mythological. Oh, it's not a real pit. No. Well, we'll get to Chamei Tiberia in a few minutes. Not, not actually Chamei Tiberia, but... Okay. Well, I'll, I'm going to read it in English because why not? So pay attention. This is Parak Memzayin in Sefer Yechezkel. And basically, Yechezkel has a, a special tour guide. He has a vision, and in his vision, he has a special tour guide, which is in a, a, a certain malach that's giving him a tour of what's going to be in the future. So when we talk about he, we're talking about this malach. It says Yechezkel, Then he returned me to the entrance of the temple, and water was emerging from under the threshold of the temple, going eastward. For the house faced eastward. The water ran down from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. Then he took me out through the northern gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate by the way of the gate that faced east. Right? That's the gate that we were talking about. And there was water trickling out from the right side. As the man left to the east with a measuring rod in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and led me across the water, ankle-deep water. The pastor says, Me'afasim, which Rashi says, Me'afasim is, Afasim is karsulim, which is an ankle, right? Ankle-deep water. We'll see that the Medrash uh, understands Me'afasim differently. He measured another 1,000 and led me across the water, knee-deep water, right? Uh, he measured another 1,000 and led me across waist-deep water, Me'afasim. He measured another thousand, and it became a stream that I could not cross, for the water had swollen into water for swimming, a stream that, it could, that could not be crossed. It was too deep. He wasn't able to walk through it. You would have to, like, you have to swim through it. You couldn't just walk through it. It was too high up. He said to me, the tour guide said to him, Have you seen, O, man of, o son of man? That's Hashem's term for Yechezkel. He then led me and returned me to the bank of the stream. Upon my return, behold, along the bank of the stream were very many trees on one side and on the other. He said to me, These waters go out to the eastern region. They descend to the Arava and go to the sea, to the spreading sea, and the water will become sweetened. The waters that are coming out of the base of Mikdash, this river is going to go to three places, Rashi says. It's going to go to the Yama Melach, it's going to go to the Yama Godel, and it's going to go to Yam Shaltiveria. And it's going to take all three of the bo- those bodies of water, which are salt water bodies, and make them sweet. Tiberia is not salty. Oh, the water of Tiberia is not salty, right? The Kinneret is not a salty river. It's not a salty sea. Yeah, it's a good question. I was bothered. Well, actually, uh, the scientists say is underneath the salt is too heavy. If the water level lowers to where it is almost now, the salt water will mix with the clean water and that'll be it for the canary. Can't use it anymore. Really? That's what I've heard. I don't know. I mean, truth to that, I heard that. And I've it, it to other one people. Say, but, no, but the question is, in ancient times, the canary was a salt water body? I don't know. Maybe when it got low enough. I, I, I wanted to tell you that Piggy the Blaze was going to be bothered by this question and is not going to explain that we're talking about the canary. We'll, we'll see. Well, let's go back there. And it will be that any living thing that will swarm, wherever these streams flow, will live, and the fish will be exceedingly abundant. For these waters will come there, and they will become sweetened, so that they 
the fish may live wherever the stream go, wherever the stream comes. Maybe this, this stream of water is going to make it that like, the fish are going to be like Maredik Matzliach. They're going to be like abundant. There are going to be a lot of fish. It will happen that fishermen will stand by it from Ein Gedi to Ein Agalim. They will be spreading places for nets. Their fish will be as, uh, of as many species as the fish of the Great Sea, in the, Yama, the Yamagol, the Mediterranean, exceedingly abundant. But its swamps and pools will not become sweetened. They will be set aside to provide salt. Along the stream will grow every species of food tree on its banks on one side and the other its leaf will not wither and its fruit will not fail. Every month it will yield new fruit for its waters will go forth from the sanctuary so its fruit will be for food and its leaves will for healing. That's the Pasuk in this passage in Yechazkel and the Marish is going to go through it and explain this sort of what's happening over here. Rabbi Pinchas Oiber. Rabbi Pinchas says, "May ha'be'er asidin lalis mitachas miftan abayis. May ha'be'er the waters of the well of the well of Miriam are destined to come out from underneath the threshold of the base of Mikdash. V'noivin and they will flow, or they will they will spring. Umafrin and they will be multiplied, multiplied. V'yitzin and they'll come out. V'nasin l'shnei mosan necholim and they're going to spread out into twelve rivers." Into twelve little rivers, corresponding to the twelve tribes of Bnei Israel. So there's going to be basically what we're going to have is we're going to have in each of the four directions there's going to be three rivers to come out with twelve rivers that are coming out from the Beis Hamikdash. It's going to splinter off into this one river is going to have 12 tributaries. Three rivers going in, towards the south that you can, all, you can, you can pass them until you're shaykh. Which your shaykh, it's, it's a big controversy in the contemporary halacha, what's called a shaykh, but basically they say it's like the mid-calf. And three rivers in the west side that you can go up to your knees. The, the man came with a with a measuring stick. He measured a thousand cubits. And he passed me through the waters, the waters of of the knees, waters that goes up to your knees. And three rivers to the north side. That you can pass through them up to your up to your um, to your waist. Shneemar says the pasuk vayomad elaf vayevrein the meimos time. The the malach measured a thousand cubits and he he brought me through the waters that were waters of the waste, waters that you can go up to your waist. Ushleisha klapei amizrach laver behemadat zavor and three rivers in the east side, which you can go to those rivers up to up to your neck. Shneemar says the pasuk vayomad elaf vayama vayevrein vayemayim meofsim shatzavar ofes laguf. He brought me to May Ofsim, which when we read the Pesukim in we translated it as to your ankle. That's what Rashi says over there, and that's what the Targum says. But the Buzzer says, Ofsim is not your ankle, rather it's your neck. Shat Savar, Ofes Laguf, because your neck is the Ofes of your body. Ofes means the edge, or like the, term, ter, ter, the terminal. Like Ki Ofes Kosef, we had in last week's parasha. Yes, I've said that the people complained to us. We don't have any money left. We came to the edge of the money. We don't have. There's nothing left. 
And then, you know, as, as the river goes farther away from the base of Mikdash, it becomes more and more powerful, I guess more and more deep. Until a person can no longer cross it. Because the, the waters became too strong and, and you, can't, you can't even swim past it. It's like the waters are very, very wild, I guess. And from there, the rivers go to a place called Arava. They go to the Arava. The Radal brings from the Yakut Shemaini that the Girsa is, what does it mean? Arava? El Arvais Yerechai. To the plain of Yerechai. Right? And that me that's a reference to the Yama Melech, which is next to Yerechai. Yericho is, is next to the Yama Melech. Right? If you go to the 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 Dead Sea, is ne- it was right next to Jericho. Uh, and we, we, as we mentioned, when we're reading the Psukim, so Rashi says that it's going to go to three places. This river from the base of English is going to go to three salt bo- salt water bodies and sweeten the waters. Right, the Dead Sea, Mediterranean Sea, and the Kinneret. That's what Rashi says. And as we asked, the Kinneret is not really a salt water body, but. The, the, the source that Rashi is coming from is, is an, uh, interpreting this pasuk of Arava is Arava is Yam Shaltiveria. That's what it's coming from Tesefta Mesach Shkolim, uh, Tesefta and Sukkah in Yerushalmi Shkolim says that Arava is Yam Shaltiveria, the Sea of Tiberias, right? And our message is re- interpreting Arava as Jericho, meaning Yam Melach. So I understand, like I alluded to before, that Pekid de Blizzard is bothered by Rabbi Pomerantz's question. Right? How can you say that it's talking about the, the Kinneret? The Kinneret is a fresh water, fresh, fresh body of water. The water is fresh, it's not salty. So we need the river to come and sweeten the water. Elamai, it's not talking about the Kinneret, it's talking about you know, just, just the Yama Melech. So in the future, the Yama Melech is going to become, is, this river is going to reach the Yama Melech. And we're going to see it's going to make it it's going to make it sweetened. It's going to make it no longer salty. maybe this is a reference to the distillinization technology that that the they have over here in Eretz They don't have it elsewhere. In the, I know. I'm saying if you want to interpret it sort of not allegorically, but like in a more in, in, to. to Translated into contemporary technological water, terms. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, it doesn't fit exactly. I'm just saying, like, we see such a concept that in, in Yemaisa Mashiach, we're now, like, approaching Yemaisa Mashiach, and we have the ability to take salt water and make it no longer salt water. Any field or vineyard which wasn't able to produce, to yield fruit, you can. Irrigate it with these waters that are coming from the river that's coming out of the base of Mikdash, and it will yield fruit. You ready to go fishing by the Yama Melech tomorrow? Yeah, Shudama, it says the Pazak, Any Nevashchaya that will be Yushrites, El Kolashar Yavashom Nicholim Yichya. It'll come alive. It'll, it'll, it'll rejuvenate those, fruit, those trees or those, or those vines or whatever and allow them to give off fruit. Uh, the Radal adds the end of that pasuk. Uh, that's where I was reading from. The uh, what's it called? V'nichnasin el Yama Melach, and these waters would reach the Yama Melach, the Dead Sea. Umachasin, I say, it would cover the Yama Melach. Not sure what that means. Shnei, it says the pasuk. Vayemei elah ma'ima elah yotzim elah galila hakadmoina. 
But what? Right, you would have interpreted that as talking about the Kinner, Galila Kadmoina, but the Medrash is interpreting it as the Yama Melach, possibly again because it's bothered by what you asked on Rashi over there. And all the types of fish, I know what this means. All the types of fish, there's other Ritals says. The Ritals says that all the types of fish that you find in the Yamagadal in the Mediterranean Sea, which is a, 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 a wide variety of fish, so you're also going to find those types of fish in this river. The different species that of fish that it's going to be that, that are going to be in this river are going to be like the amount of species of fish that are in the Yamagadal. Vehemnim tokim, and they will make the waters sweet. Vo'elin benachal ad yishlaim, and they will come up. Oh, sorry. Vehemnim tokim is the fish will be sweet. Vo'elin benachal ad yishlaim, and the fish are going to start coming up in these rivers all the way to Yishra, to yishlaim. V'sham hem nechazim emichmer esayim, and by yishlaim they'll be caught in their traps. Shnemar v'haya amdu alav davagim yamduksiv. Basically, what it's saying is that there's going to be an abundance of fish you'll be able to catch if coming from these rivers on the up going. I, I I'm trying to figure out which which way the, the stream is going. It's going towards Yerushalayim or from Yerushalayim. I'm I'm not sure. I don't clear. It's not clear exactly which way it's going to go. But the point is that the fish are going to be very successful, and the salt and 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 the salt waters will no longer be salt. They're going to be Fixed, they're going to be sweetened waters. Mishtech lacharam means it's going to be it's going to be spread out in the in the what's it called in the cap in captivity. V'sham hayu nitzmachim asfas hanachal and along the the bank of this river would grow kolmin eitz ilan oisapri liminoi all types of fruit bearing trees shnemar v'hanachal yale asfasai on the river. Along along the river, it'll come up on its side. All these different things. Right? There's, a, there's a Gemara in the end of the that says that in the time of Mashiach, all the non-fruit bearing trees in Israel they are destined to actually become able to bear to bear fruit. And that's what it means over here in the Medrash. That all the trees that couldn't give off fruit, they're going to be able to give off fruit. And every month it'll be giving off blossoming new fruits. It'll, it'll be giving off new things each month. And the manager says, not only that, not like every, not just every month, but as you're taking off a fruit to eat from it, new fruits are going to be, be sprouting out. It says in the any person who is sick, he can bathe in those waters and he'll be healed. He'll become healed. Whoever goes in those rivers will be will be healed. Any person who has a wound. Oh, the positive the, the says um, and it's going to heal you. Right. 
Any person who has a wound, like he can take from the leaves of these trees next to the river and he'll be healed. Its fruit will be for eating, and its leaves will be for, for healing. Says the Medish, its fruit will be for food. Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Lekeya, he says, Litrufa, Mitzitzin Ole, Usraf Mizayne. For healing, what you can, what you'd be able to do is to suck on its leaves and on its sap, and that would have certain healing properties. So, Ezra Hashem, when Mashiach comes, we're going to see all these supernatural things that are going to happen with these trees and this river coming out from Shemayim, coming out from the sorry, not from Shemayim, from the base of Migdash, and should be here also in Shemnizke Menichev Venira, be able to see all these things speedily and in our days. Amen.